Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zana. I'm Zoo. It's Star Wars week. Yes, we just did an hour-long spoiler-filled episode on Star Wars Rogue One for Generic Geek Podcast, which is making this triumphant return to the airwaves, at least for a brief moment. Now, we're recording this Sunday night, Sunday the 18th. Um, the episode will be up Monday the 19th, which means it's not just Star Wars week. We've already seen it. Yes. And I, I don't know. Did anything else happen this week? Because that, that's all that was happening, right? That's really all that I cared about. You know, now we can focus on Christmas because mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars is out of the way. I did get to go see Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, I mean, nothing really is happening anymore. So, that's our episode. No, uh, but before we sign off, shout out to our friends at truckradio.net, cryptonradio.com, openbookaudio, stitcher.com, WPCycle web hosting, Radio KSCR, Geek Factor Radio, Eagle Moss Limited, and uh, Pepsi Cola made with real sugar. Is that what you're drinking? That's what's fueling you? Mm Mm-hmm. I have tepid tap water. That should be a brand of bottled water. We need to make our own brand. <laughs> tepid water brought to you by Stolen Droids. I drink natural. I drink tepid. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't tepid, but then we recorded an hour-long Generic Geek podcast. and That may be our longest Generic Geek podcast ever. It's up there. It's up there. At least it was for a worthy cause. Star Wars is always worthy. So... If you haven't seen Rogue One yet, don't listen to the next GGP. Just until, don't do it. Well, until after you do. Oh, yeah. True. True. Then um, go you, listen to it and tell us if we're wrong, which I don't have think we are. If you have watched it, holy crap, right? <laughs> like, that's that's uh, that's the best spoiler-free review I can give. Holy crap, right? <laughs> that is an excellent spoiler-free review. I like that. But, you know... I had somebody get after me because I said it was amazing. Spoilers. It's I not a spoiler. Sp- it's amazing. I mean, uh, here's a spoiler-free review, and this isn't even a review. It's an hour. It's sorry, two hours and thirteen minutes long. Thirteen. Yep. It doesn't feel that long. No, it doesn't. It actually time flies by. It's it's a fun movie, which says something for the pacing. It's well paced. It's well edited. That. <laughs> You really hate the movies that are like, you know, 75 minutes long and you feel like you've been there all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say this, and I heard a couple people complain about this before I saw the movie. And so maybe I went in biased or influenced, but I don't think so. Because wait, my... wait, 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 wait. You? Zoner. Biased? Biased? I know. It's impossible, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I heard some people saying... That they thought, <clears throat> excuse me, that it was a little bit confusing at the beginning. And I think that that's to be expected because we don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. And my my wife leaned over to me a few minutes into the movie. Well, probably about 15, 20 minutes in. And she said, are you as confused as to who these people as I am? As to who these people are as I am, I should say. And I said, just wait. I hear it gets better. And sure enough, it does. Uh, not just that it's confusing because we don't know who these people are we also don't actually know exactly when this is until the end yeah which uh, you can be confused you can be frustrated i prefer to be surprised 
Yeah, I I I concur. I concur. I, I'll put. I'll, I think this is probably the best way I could put it, and this is a really really circular way of describing this. But I, I'm going to try anyway here. Okay. Jason Bourne, the character for the Bourne identity, is from an old series of books by Robert Ludlum. The books have been out for many, many, many years and don't do anything that happened in the movie. The movie's not based on them. So if I had read the book and then tried to watch the movie, I'd be sitting there going, I don't know what's happening. I don't know who these people are. I don't know when this is. I don't know the plot. Does that make it any less enjoyable? No. In fact, it actually made it more so because here I had a character that I already was invested in and this was a whole new story. Here with Rogue One, you have a universe that you're already invested in and you get a whole new story. One that you've never heard before. And if you just go in with that kind of uh, that kind of mindset, I think you'll be very very pleased. Yeah, it's we don't want to spoil anything like we said. That's what the GGP is for. It does but... happen um Long ago in a galaxy far away. Oh, crap. I, it, I, does. I, it does. Warning. Trigger warning. Now, let's... <laughs> if, if you have triggers <laughs> for being far away, this will trigger those. There's no safe space. I, I'm nearsighted. <laughs> crap, it's not for me. Um, oh, so long ago, my anachronisms are flaring up. Now, you took your boys to see this. Mm-hmm. I took my kids to see it. My youngest that I took is six months she didn't care she wasn't paying attention the one that cared though was seven okay and he enjoyed it i i didn't i wasn't worried about taking my seven-year-old with it being star wars um you think that people should be concerned about taking their smaller kids because i i thought it was okay but um i will i'll give you this um and, and call this a spoiler if you want but this is a valid warning there's a lot of death there is a lot of death. This is not a happy-go-lucky Jar Jar Ewoks, um, BB-8, even, you know. And, and for better or for worse, I think that's a be- good thing. But if your kid is the kind who's very sensitive to th- bad things happening, um, keep that in mind. It's not. I, I took a 13-year-old and 11-year-old, and they were fine with it. Um, their biggest confusion was. I guess they weren't really clear on when this was happening and we're trying to figure out, wait a minute, what? I, I guess I didn't explain it well enough that this was a sequel, prequel, in between quill. Um that needs to be it's a between quill. It's a between quill. I like that. Is that can, can is that a word? Can we make that a word? It is now. It's a it's a tween quill. Um ugh. but <laughs> There were kids younger than my kids in the theater, and none of them seemed to be terribly upset. Um, So, you know, play it by ear. Holy crap. Um, (laughs) What just died? (laughs) My kids, evidently. An entire picture frame came down. Picture frame of my kids. This reminds me of when, like, my mic arm came crashing down. Because why not? Indeed, indeed. Um, you know, the best thing to do if you're a parent is to go see the movie twice. I mean, you owe it to your family to make sure it's safe for them. Yeah, and that's, that's true. I'm sticking with that. Yeah, that, that's good. Uh, good point. You know, if you've seen it, go yeah, go see it twice if you feel comfortable that your kid 
will be okay with it. Go see it again. Yeah. Um, hey, we have feedback, kind of. You remember when Paul was saying that he had written us feedback and his spam filters kept blocking it yeah. and not allowing it to send? Did it sneak through? Well, what he did was he copied it all into a Word document, and then he sent us the Word document. And I can totally understand now why he wasn't able to get this email to us. Wow. Um, his That's email dedication, title, though. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I know, right? Uh, email title, ISPs saving sports socks across the UK. It's about porn. Um, uh, okay. So, good on you for needing a sports sock. I mean, the low-cut one always worked for me. But um, Email body. It's true that the UK now blocks quote-unquote adult sites to stop teenage boys getting their knuckles pregnant. However, this is in the form of a filter that the account owner can turn off, but the setting is applied across the board by default. Ironically, my ISP, called Virgin, sent me a 200 megabit per second router, and suddenly I couldn't access any sites considered adult. Apparently, one of those sites is Reddit. The UK is really politically ignorant when it comes to tech and the internet in general, probably because most of the politicians are so old they think that facebook is a photo album and a selfie is something you do with the internet filters switched off is he wrong (laughs) uh, that may be one of the most innuendo laden emails we've ever gotten i I Uh, like on you man i I like that i like that um is pregnant knuckles like a a, (laughs) it sounds endemic Oh, yeah, just go. I'm going to get us in trouble. Go with it, sure. Um, Here's my problem with this, okay? As a parent, I like the idea of knowing that my kids can't access adult stuff on the internet, okay? My uh, stepson got a cellular phone for his 13th birthday. And we've given him the riot act. We've told him all this different stuff. He blew through four gigs of data in a week. Holy crap. Right? I don't think I've ever gone through four gigs of data on my phone. I haven't. I know I haven't. My wife hasn't. We were freaking out. And this was just on his 4G. Never mind when he was connected to the home's Wi-Fi, right? So I wanted to see what on earth it is that he's been he's been viewing so much. So I checked out my home's DNS system uh, and router, and then I went through his phone because I have access to it. And you know what it is? It's entirely Pokemon videos <laughs> and Lego Dimension walkthrough, and it, it's all it is. It's like the most innocent of stuff, and it's good because he's a good kid, but at the same time, that's kind of scary to me. I kind of like the idea of having a filter that blocks adult content from him, especially because kids, as we've discussed in previous episodes, don't always know the difference between fake news, real news, satire, whatever. Yeah. But... As Paul points out in his email, and as I've seen numerous other times, it's a real fine line on what is adult, what is not. Reddit is not adult. However, there are definitely some adult sections of Reddit. Oh, there's some. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I was going through one day trying to clean up my the, the subs that I subscribe to. And somehow I ended up clicking on a link where I viewed all of the available subreddits there's some... were you a little scarred oh is my your faith gosh. in humanity a little bit diminished i i did not go into the subreddits i just saw the names of them 
Just knowing and, they exist. And knowing that they exist was enough to make me, um, yeah, that that's not cool, dude. <laughs> that's not cool. Now, the problem, of course, is with sites like Reddit, Reddit's a real special use as well because you could say, okay, open up all Reddit except block these particular subreddits. Well, all a person has to do is go and create a new subreddit with a completely different title and boom, they're past the filter. So in that way, it makes sense that all of Reddit is filtered. Yeah. But is it the government's job? I, I are you asking me? Is that rhetorical? Because it's not. I, I don't believe that's their job. No. Here, here's the problem, though. And okay, for the record, if this is your very first time ever listening to our show, welcome. Zoner is largely libertarian and is against most regulation. Uh, I am, for lack of a better term, socialist, and I'm usually for regulation. We're kind of polar opposites, but we're friends. But we, real... we show that you can get along from both sides of the aisle. But the problem is, is either you have a governing body saying, yes, filter everything, which I'm not for, and I know you're not for. Or you could say, hey, don't filter anything. Let the information flow. But that's not really great either because you don't want your kids or someone else stumbling across sites they shouldn't. And we're not talking about people who are deliberately going out to those sites. Those people know how to get it. We're saying people who don't want to get it accidentally stumbling on, which happens more often than you think. Yeah, I, yeah. So you need some system to be able to categorize and tag that. And still, the only way to do that is through some kind of regulation. At some level, there has to be either an industry standard regulation that sites put into their meta, meta tags that your browser or your router or your ISP or your net nanny or whatever can filter. Or it's going to have to be a every site gets filtered standpoint at some point there has to be a standardized you know regulation you know and the problem with this is who is it that decides what is and is not adult what is and is not offensive you know the, who who sets the, those standards which you know that's that's where you run into the first problem the second problem you just mentioned it's kind of an all or nothing thing i remember Oh, it was probably 10, 12 years ago. Uh, my daughter was old enough to where she was starting to play on the computer. So we put some content filter software on. I couldn't function. The internet was was not available to me as I used the internet. And not I'm not saying that I was, you know, going to dark corners of the web or anything like that. But there were so many false flags. So many sites that I visited every day to get news or information or whatever were blocked for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. And and so I, I went with I was in a situation where it was all or nothing. I went with nothing. And, and, and what's worse is so much of it's subjective, even it from family to family. It is. And so I don't I don't think that that's the government's job to get in there and say, well, this is what we believe is offensive. This is what we believe you should or should not be able to see. Therefore, this is your experience going forward. I I completely disagree with that. And there's a lot of people that do a lot of stuff on the internet that I find abhorrent, that I 
don't like at all. I mean, even some of the more mild stuff I may not approve of. Uh, let's not even get into Silk Road type stuff. But if they're adults or if they welcome that into their home without taking the necessary steps to try and filter it out, I have a couple different things that I do to try and protect my family from unwanted uh, internet content. And it seems to be working really well. You know, you've got to take some effort. You've got to put some personal responsibility into it. The government can't do it for you. Right. And again, a lot of it's very subjective. There's an episode of uh, Adam Ruins Everything, which I love that show. I think I brought it up a few times. But Yeah, he out, that's becoming your trope. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. But he points <laughs> out in a really uh, kind of humorous way uh, the rating system in the U.S., you know, and he's talking about it in terms of movies, but we can apply it here for internet filters as well. You know, if uh, an action hero tells the bad guy to F you, that's a PG-13. If a guy tells a girl in the movie, I want to F you, that's suddenly rated R. If a guy tells a guy, I want to F you, that's NC-17. And all it is, is it's a different usage of the word. It's not even showing the act. It's a usage of the word. Yeah. So, I mean, the subjectiveness to it, it it's such a gamut. Um, Paul, we've really gone off topic. Thank you so much for the email. I blame this all on you. Um, I'm sorry about your socks. <laughs> Paul's wife knows what to get him for Christmas now. <laughs> nice. I got you some more socks, sweetie. Your other ones kept breaking every time I threw them in the wash. <laughs> so, on to Donald Trump, huh? Yeah, let's talk. You know, I'm so tired of talking about Trump. I am too. And it, it, every headline that comes out pisses me off more and more. I get closer to buying a gun every single day. Um, that sounded like a threat. <laughs> i just realized i just realized i yeah um i suddenly the next next week i'll be talking about how jody foster wants to go out with me if only i'd take action Dis disclaimer that was not a threat that was just words coming out of my co-host's mouth what's really funny is under obama i think i said kill the president more times than i can count you did uh, after january 20th i don't think i'll say that again just for fear yeah probably a good idea but uh, he held a tech summit of sorts, um, invited Eric Schmidt, uh, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Tim Cook, uh, invited all the tech bigwigs, Jeff Bezos, all of them. Oh, except Twitter. He didn't invite Twitter. You know, there, and there's a couple reasons why they're saying, but I like the one that's pointed out in this article. Yeah, it, it, the biggest... Um, there's a lot of different uh, theories being thrown around, but an anonymous source from inside the cabinet says that he purposely didn't invite them because he's mad at them. Because they wouldn't put in a crooked Hillary emoji into Twitter. So that if you tagged something, hashtag crooked Hillary, it would have an emoji of crooked hillary i'm not even sure how that emoji would look would it be like hillary clinton but she slanted at 30 degrees I, I, <laughs> I, I, 
emojis aren't exactly great works of art. You have to be able to really dumb them down. It, it's used for scoliosis awareness. Exactly. Exactly. It's actually their new mascot, Crooked Hillary. <laughs> um, hate mail, feedback at StolenDroids.com. Anyway, um, the reason why I'm kind of going with this, not just because I think he's a giant orange tool, but also because this is his MO. It really is. It really he, is. If you do anything to cross him, he'll play nice with you and then try his best to humiliate you in some way, just to prove he can. If you don't believe me, look up the picture of Mitt Romney having dinner with him. Um, yeah, it's unpleasant. What's funny to me is the fact that, as we all know, he hasn't had a press conference for six months. Instead, he just tweets. Wouldn't you court Twitter? Yeah, yeah. you know, I thought that was interesting. And then I did see another story, which I honestly don't know which story to believe here. One of them says, you know, the whole crooked Hillary emoji. The other one says, well, it's because Twitter is too small. And when you look at the, the valuation of the companies that were invited... And then look at Twitter. Okay, yeah, yeah I get yeah. that. They're too small. I understand that. So I don't know what, what's fact and what's fiction at this point. Regardless, we got at least four years of this nonsense to deal with. So buckle up, folks. It's going to be fun. Um, I Here's the reason I still call BS on that. Um, look, back in the day, everything was made in Japan. Okay, it was even a joke in Back to the Future 3. Okay, hey, look, no wonder this thing failed. It says made in Japan. What are you talking about, Doc? All the best stuff is made in Japan, right? Yeah. We're talking early 80s, late 70s, our childhood. Well, your middle age. Um, but <laughs> everything's made in Japan. Remember when we used to make fun of Stark for being the old man, and now here I am? Yeah, now you're the old man. Uh, you but, suck, by the way. Thanks. But then everything switched to made in Taiwan. Right, and now everything's made in China, except for what's made in Korea. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but the software they use worldwide, the software and the sites they use are American. You want email? Guess what? You're going through Google or Microsoft or Yahoo, and we'll get to them in a moment. You want an operating system? Guess what? You're going Apple or Microsoft. You want social network? You're going Facebook or Twitter. Everything is American, and Twitter is the most used when it comes to that quick little... I mean, I'm, I'm screwing this up because, in fact, it's actually Facebook. Facebook accounts for, like, two-thirds of the world's time online. Twitter is nowhere near that, but Twitter is ubiquitous. I mean, we found out Osama bin Laden had been killed over Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I, f I found out before... They announced it on the news. In fact, I think that's where the news gets their news, is Twitter. M many times it is. It's just ubiquitous. It's like the worldwide SMS. So it doesn't matter if its valuation is low. It's an American institution now, like it or not, for better or for worse, and it has worldwide reach. You need to play nice. The only reason the president-elect wouldn't invite them to the table is to piss on them. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I totally so. agree. And, you know, saying that they're too small, that in and of itself is an insult. Right. Um, let, let's move on, because we've spent a lot of time on this. We're, we're chatty. I'm chatty. Yeah, you know, it's weird, too, because you just 
talked for like an hour nonstop on Generic Geek Podcasts. So. I've taken a lot of Pepsis. Um, I mentioned Yahoo. Let's continue with them. They had a breach. And this is a different breach than the breach that we talked about a couple weeks ago. This breach affected one billion users. One billion users. That's with a B. A billion. It What's was the population what? of the U.S. right now? 320 million. So it, it, it hit the entire population of the U.S. three times. Now, this isn't necessarily a billion active accounts. And like it or not, many people had multiple Yahoo accounts and didn't get rid of them when they changed over or when they left Yahoo. A lot of them are dead accounts. But we've talked about this, people. Chances are good you haven't changed your password or your other email address or your usernames. Oh, Zoner123. Crap! Now i got to change it. Uh, Zoner123 at yahoo.com. It looks a lot like Zoner123 at gmail.com. And here's his password. Oh, hey, look, he's been using the same passwords on all his accounts for the last 20 years. So it doesn't matter if it's a, oh, hey, I don't use that account anyway. Guess what? You still use its information. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so hashtag hacks honor is in effect. Um, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but yeah, a billion accounts. That is absurd. And as if Yahoo was having a tough enough time completing their sale to Verizon, I don't think it's going to happen at this point. Yeah. We have been naysayers. We've been doomsayers of a lot of different companies, right? And we've always had mixed, um, maybe 60-40 accuracy. But I, I'm really wondering what's going to be happening to Yahoo here. This is their third data breach they've talked about in the past year. And it's now one of the biggest. They've lost their CEO after outing her. It turns out they were colluding with the government. They can't keep network. They can't keep shows on their network at all. They've lost all staying power in the net, in the market. They got Katie Couric though. Okay. <laughs> That's supposed to be like meaningful or something. I think at this point she's got them. <laughs> that could be. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's continue on the search engines. Google released their year in search 2016. I haven't even read this one yet. Do I want to know? Uh, you know, it's pretty predictable. Take a guess. Well, uh, probably a lot of Trump. A lot of Trump. A lot of Pokemon Go. A lot of Pokemon Go. A lot of uh, election. Um, let's see what else happened 2016. 2016. People dying? Um, I don't think those were in the top top searches. I could be uh, wrong. Off the top of my head, I don't recall, though. Let me pull up the article here. Had to find it. Our show notes are so disorganized. The Rio Olympics were up there. Oh, yeah. that. Um, oh, I, I completely forgot that even happened this year. Yeah, you know, you think about, like, Simone Biles and Michael Phelps. They they were involved um, quite a bit there. Um, 
Let's see, Brexit, the Zika virus. Oh, there were some deaths. Uh, Prince David Bowie, Muhammad Ali, and Leonard Cohen. Um, you know Zsa Zsa died today? Zsa Zsa Gabor? Mm-hmm. She wasn't dead. I thought she died like five years ago, dude. I know, right? Wow. Just goes to show. So, um, I, I, I post it to Facebook, but I'll, I'll post it here, too, to our listeners. What if these people weren't being killed by 2016? What if they were actively fleeing 2017? What does that say about 2017? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just stop and think about that for a minute. Um, Microsoft is going to be doing something that's probably going to piss a lot of people off, but really won't affect you the way you think it will. Uh, Microsoft Edge soon will be blocking Flash by default. I think I saw that Google Chrome will as well. Right. But Microsoft will catch flack for it. Because that's what happens. Yeah, why? I I don't understand why that is. Why is It's so easy to hate on them for it. I mean, Google is, I I dare say that Google is farther reaching into our everyday life than Microsoft is at this point. Yet Google gets a pass on so many things. Of course, not over in France, because, you know, France. But you stop and think about it, and how many negative stories do we have about something that Microsoft did that every other company is doing or has done or you know I, I i don't think it's fair and i'm not a microsoft fanboy that's you that's your role i just i think it's kind of crappy Mm-hmm. flash has been a slow slow death spiral for years years originally um the iPhone was said to not include Flash because Steve Jobs said, well, Flash is on its way out and it just won't be used anymore. And it has held on, despite all efforts to kill it, um, despite the fact it is a massive security hole, despite the fact there was an entire version of it that was almost guaranteed to hack your computer if you installed it. You remember that? Yes. It was like our first year. It was like an entire version of Flash that was fundamentally flawed. They had to completely rip the tree back down. I think it was version 7, and everyone had to go back and install version 6. And now we're on version 8. They, they pumped it out a lot faster, but it still just sucks. Um, most things are on HTML5 now, so much so that I don't think anyone's going to notice. You know, I wondered that because we've heard for how many years now that HTML5 is the way of the of the future for the Internet. And yet you still get Flash everywhere, everywhere. And I keep wondering, when is this HTML5 migration going to happen? And so hopefully this is kind of the, the nail in the coffin for Flash. And let's get HTML5 going standardized. Indeed. Works better on our phones anyway. It works on the phones. Yes. Um, I mentioned Apple just in passing there. I didn't mean to segue to this, but we might as well. Hey, you know that Apple Watch thing that happened? Um, and then they released a second version of it? Well, the good news, there's a new update out there, which brings uh, some new features to the table. For instance, the inability to turn on and work. <laughs> um, I think we could market that as a battery saver mode. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's awesome 
um, ultimate battery saver right there. <laughs> Hardcore. If battery saving was a race, this is the Ragnar of battery saving. Yes. Wow, that's funny. So watch OS update 3.1.1 has been pulled by Apple after um, it really didn't take well to the Apple Watch Series 2. And by taking well, I mean it just shut down um, and bricked it. Yeah, it just bricks your device. Because if you spent... Could, could you imagine these people that spent like $17,000 on their... On their... Uh, Apple Watch, they got the nice gold one or whatever it was, and then they get an update and it bricks it. How pissed they would be! Yeah. Um, this isn't a good thing for Apple, obviously. I mean, uh, it's obviously not just Apple bricked two words you don't want in a sentence together, but the Apple Watch itself has dropped 71% from a year ago. We talked about this in the last episode, it's now trailing far behind as a wearable. You remember a few years ago when Steve Jobs was alive, he could take something and spin it in such a way that you really felt that this was strategic, it's not as bad as it seems, this was intentional. They You're have holding some... it wrong. Right, right. And people believed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, instead, we have actual charts, scientific data, actual analytics that say, no, the Apple Watch is down 71% from last year. And Tim Cook says, that's not right sales growth is off the charts. And that's a quote. Quotes. That's a quote. Sales growth is off the charts. Um, he continues, quote, In fact, during the first week of holiday shopping, our sell-through of Apple Watch was greater than any week in the product's history. And as we expected, we're on track for the best quarter ever for Apple Watch, end quote. Um, now, if he had just left it at sales growth is off the charts, I would have assumed that's because he zoomed too far in and it has actually left the bottom of the chart. Yeah, you know, that was my thinking, is that it, it's off the charts because the charts only go so low. It's kind of like when you look at stocks, and it's like, wow, growth is off the chart. And it's because you're looking at it from hour to hour, but when you go out to five years, you realize you are tanking. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of Apple Watch at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm not getting the uh, happy distortion field that Steve Jobs used to put out there. I'm getting absolute denial. I'm getting John Chen Blackberry level of denial uh, Ooh. from that statement. Ooh, nice. I like that. Yeah, it's... I, I wonder if he honestly believes that or if he's saying it trying to save the Apple image and the Apple mystique. Well, what's funny is, too, he uses a specific term there. He says, our sell-through of Apple Watch. He doesn't say orders, pre-orders, shipped orders, or just sales. He says, sell-through. So what is sell-through? I'm looking that up now. I, I'm guessing it's something that's very easy to Okay, so sell-through is a noun. The ratio of a quantity of goods sold by a retail outlet to the quantity distributed to it wholesale. So, in other words, they're saying, look, we shipped 10 units out to this store, and they sold 10 units. Look, our sell-through rate is 100%. That's better than it's ever been. Never mind the fact it still means you only sold 10 units. So he's not saying sales are better than ever. He's saying people aren't buying them, but it's okay because we're not shipping them to stores anyway. (laughs) (laughs) 
so we're good. Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> I better go buy some Apple stock tomorrow. Hey, <laughs> I guarantee you, you'll own 100% of the shares you buy. Oh, yes. But. That's 100% sell through rate right there. Yes, yes. That, that is important to note. Um, hey, speaking of BlackBerry, I mentioned them. I, I noticed that. That was an excellent little little segue. Again, I didn't intend it. It's just that level of denial. But um, Engadget has an article that leads with a false headline. And it says, I'll read you the headline here. It says, BlackBerry phones live on thanks to a deal with TCL. That's the headline. I'm countering that. For years, we have said that BlackBerry was the cockroach of the mobile phone world. We said that they are doomed to die at any moment. I'm calling it time of death, December 2016. They're dead. And here's the reason. Here's the reason I'm saying that. BlackBerry isn't making its own OS anymore. BlackBerry isn't making its own phones anymore. BlackBerry isn't making tablets. BlackBerry isn't making anything that defined it as BlackBerry. The phones are going to TCL. Don't know who TCL is? That says something right there. BlackBerry is going I do. to Android. Well, you do because you had to deal with crappy phone companies all the time. Well, actually, TCL, uh, and it was actually TCT that we worked with, which is basically all the same company, uh, was a very big customer uh, of mine in a previous previous life. And I'll tell you what, uh, you know when you step in dog crap and you get that smell and you just like, what the heck is it? That's what it was like working with these people. They make Alcatel phones. So for those of you, I mean, nobody knows TCL or TCT, but they know Alcatel and they generally don't buy Alcatel because Alcatel has a reputation for not being a very good phone. Welcome to BlackBerry. Mm -hmm. um, as the article points out, TCL will design, build, sell, and support the hardware. That sounds like a TCL phone. It sounds to me like TCL just bought, just bought them. Yeah, they, they are now BlackBerry. BlackBerry will be putting its security-oriented spins on the resulting handset. Um, you know, kind of in the way that uh, Verizon puts its uh, Verizon spin on that Verizon app on your phone. And T-Mobile puts that T-Mobile spin on the T-Mobile app on your phone. Yeah. So, good job. I'm calling it BlackBerry's Dead. You can keep the name. You can assign the name to whatever you want. Um, but it is, it's gone. I think you're right. I, a BlackBerry will live on in name only for a while. I BlackBerry think. is still around in the same way Atari is. Yeah. And for any of our really young listeners who think that that doesn't make any sense, Atari actually used to be a video game company that built its own hardware and games. And they were awesome. And now they're owned by Blizzard. Is that who owned them? I know they've bounced around a bit but uh, i don't know if that's where they ended up i know they owned them for a short while fun so. fun indeed goodbye blackberry it took too damn long i concur um where should we go next how about the galaxy s8 yeah there's been a lot of rumors out circulating around this i mean everything from no headphone jack to 
Um, the screen bezel size. Yeah. That was one I saw that I thought was interesting. Um, and now there's a rumor saying that it's going to be the first to adopt Bluetooth 5.0, which, you know, is awesome because none of your devices have it. Um, so, yay. <laughs> yeah, what's, I mean, obviously somebody's got to be the first one to implement new standards and whatnot. Right. But And obviously technologies get pushed, but... Who cares? Do you know what Bluetooth 5.0 does? No? Not off the top of your head? No, I don't. I had to look it up. Um, So so what does it do? It allows for four times the range, twice the speed, and eight times larger broadcast message capability. Um, Great. Does anyone remember what Bluetooth was originally meant to be for? Because it wasn't to send messages to something 300 yards away. Yeah, it was basically just quick little, quick little wireless connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, not supposed to be what it's turning into. It's um, not blu- Wi-Fi. Right. Um, Bluetooth 4.0 was really important because it introduced a lot of power saving things and that's important because when you have uh bluetooth headphones you don't want them dying after a half hour right true uh, if you have a um a bluetooth connection to your car you don't want it actively draining your phone's battery if you have an android wear or an apple watch you don't want that killing the battery life of the watch because it's already so valuable so low power consumption is very important uh bluetooth 4.0 also had the hot standby function that allowed a device, you, know, you remember back in the day when Bluetooth first came out and it felt like you had to pair your devices constantly? Yes. Because they'd stop talking to each other and then they'd forget. Uh, 4.0 finally really, really locked that in. So even when they went to low power save mode, they could still fire right back up and continue talking to each other as normal. Yeah. I actually like the limited range of, blue, of Bluetooth and it sounds funny, but here's why. I like that if I leave my phone somewhere and I start walking away, if I'm wearing an Android Wear device, it lets me know that I've left the range of my phone. Yeah. Okay. Um, If I'm walking away from a speaker and I've paired to the speaker, it lets me know that I've left the range. I may be funny that way, but I actually like it. And the idea that my device which has my security information, my credit cards, my debit cards, my entire wallet, all my personal information, my schedules, and everything else is now susceptible to a close narrow beam attack vector from four times the range as before doesn't make me feel real happy. No, I I agree. And, you know, Bluetooth used to have, what, a range of 30 feet or something? Yeah, on a good day. On a good day. I mean, that's like... You're bouncing off the atmosphere at 2 a.m. in the morning on a clear And you're nude. There's no clothing between yeah. the phone and whatever the target is. So obviously you'd be playing Xbox using your Kinect. Um, but <laughs> but I, I don't see the need. We've got Wi-Fi for file transfers and all this other. We've got... There's all these other things. Do we really need to beef up Bluetooth to that point? Bluetooth is for my earbuds. Bluetooth is... You know, for something that's within just a couple inches to maybe a few feet for me. I could possibly see 
the need for Bluetooth to be able to handle massive amounts of data between your phone and your watch, in addition to also providing high quality audio to your headphones. Right. I can yeah. see that. Or maybe a bit further down the line, Bluetooth connection to a virtual reality headset. But okay. I just don't see this as a major selling point right now. I think this is more a smokescreen, and I feel guilty now because I just realized it and realized we've just talked about it for seven minutes. I think this is another smokescreen to get the Galaxy S8 into the news and get us to forget about Samsung's Note 7. Because yes. I think that's what all these headlines have been. I think they've been just trying to blow smoke to get us to forget about the Note 7. Oh, look at the S8. The S8's not even coming out for another six months, but look at it now. Isn't it great? We're going to have a huge screen. We're going to have Bluetooth 5. I think you are totally right on that. Because, you know, we've we talked the last couple of weeks about how they're pushing out updates that are going to going to brick the brick the Note 7. Uh, we've got another one this week saying that Verizon's going to disable it on January 5th. No, wait a minute, Zoner. Didn't they say they wouldn't? Uh, well, uh, 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 ask John Chen. Maybe he knows. Him and Tim Cook are totally confused. No, yep. we're never disabling that. Yep. I mean, just full of fail all around. I, I don't know what's going on here with this, but, I mean, obviously there's an issue. We've talked about it ad nauseum. I just, I find it very, um, very interesting that you would mention that, you know, they're, they're almost like, I, I want to say false flags, but I don't think that's, that's the right term. But you're right. False flags make you sound so government conspiracy. It's uh, some kind of other, it's yeah, information warfare. It's, yeah, yeah. Or misinformation marketing or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I it's, mean, you're not wrong. I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's an interesting situation where I think Samsung is really grasping at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, let's finish up with some of the other um, hardware manufacturers before we move on. Um, Apple. Apple TV has utterly missed the boat when it comes to cutting the cord. Yeah, they kind of fail, haven't they? Yeah, so they uh, have introduced a new feature that allows you to simply say, I want to watch this show. And it goes through all your providers and says, great, I found it. Here it is. Um, and you don't even have to go through the individual app. You'll remember, maybe you will, maybe you won't. I first brought up this idea when we first started this show. My biggest worry was that all the different mobile streaming or streaming online apps were going to really fragment our entertainment. Where if you want this show, you have to go to this app. And if you want this show, you have to go to that app. Yeah, and if you I want recall. This show, yeah, and I was really worried about it. And what do you know? It's come to pass. It's exactly what it is. You want to watch the Grand Tour? Great. It's on Amazon. Want to watch this? Sorry, it's on Netflix. Want to watch that? It's on Hulu. Um, unless you live in this area, then it's on the ABC Go app. Yes. Okay. Apple is planning to undo that with their new TV update that says, oh, you want to watch Grand Tour? Here it is. It doesn't make you jump through the hoops to say, it's over here on Amazon Prime TV. It just pulls it up for you, knowing that you have a subscription for it. That sounds great. Here's the problem. Uh, Amazon has not signed on. Uh, neither has Netflix. Um, not It doesn't work with Comcast or Time Warner or Verizon. So it works with iTunes. Yeah. So if you've purchased it from iTunes, then I guess you're good to go. 
Um, yeah. So what they've done is they've added another interface for us to not get our content. Yeah, I... I think that Apple has really lost its luster in a lot of ways. And we've talked about it. I mean, the lack of innovation. and, and But I think that they're completely oblivious to the real world. They live in their little bubble. And that's that's good enough for them. Kind of like Google with their messaging services. And we mm-hmm. talked about this earlier this week off air. Google just kind of does what they want. And they obviously have a method behind their madness. But in the process, it's really confusing and really frustrating a lot of end users. Yeah. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that if you want online streaming, if you want to cut the cable, your best bet is still a Roku. Totally. Um, admittedly, an Apple TV can do everything a Roku can too. But a Roku can get you down to like $40. And work perfectly fine. Yeah. Roku's so. are awesome. Um, let's see here. Do we have any other tech stuff? Plex. Let's talk about Plex real fast because we're kind of on that note here with... Uh, Streaming with the, and Roku yeah. and yeah. So Plex famously launched a new feature called the Cloud, um, Plex Cloud, where you could install a Plex Cloud server on Amazon Web Services. And instead of locally handling all your media, it does it up in the cloud for you. And I said, that's really great because then you don't have to deal with the hardware or managing your media locally and it's available anywhere you want to go. It's great. I won't use it because you know you can't have pirated movies on it that they'll crack down on that and they'll get you. Turns out that's the least of the problems. (laughs) Plex on Amazon Web Services will no longer accept Amazon Drive Services after the 31st of December. So if you have any media, you can't store it on Amazon Drive, even though you're using Amazon Web Services for Plex. They don't go into a lot of detail, citing technical difficulties, or it's really hard or whatnot. But I... But what the crap are you supposed to do? Yeah, I don't know. So... Do I need to go and let's say I use this service. Do I need to go and buy a Dropbox account, like a 10 gig Dropbox and link it to it? Except for the fact that Dropbox won't allow certain things like movies on their services. Am I supposed to pay for OneDrive or Google Drive and link them to it? Yeah, that I don't know. I just use a NAS, but that's, uh, what, I, that's what I use. But I also have a local Plex server. Yeah, same here. So, I, I don't know. I thought this was interesting. I think this just completely undid the entire reason for having it. Now, my uh, part of me wants to say this is fairly recent news that they were actually allowing connections with Amazon. Is, well, is that... it, was, it was one of the advertising points when they first came out with the Plex Cloud, but they did say it was in beta. So, maybe it just, the beta went so horribly, they just said this isn't viable. I think they should have taken a page from Google right there. Only release things in beta that are basically done. Even, you know, like Gmail that was in beta for, what, six years, eight years? Yeah. Um, in other news, um, if you go to Uber, to San, yeah, don't go to Uber, go to San Francisco. But if you go to San Francisco, you can order an Uber and it'll be a self-driving Volvo. Or you could, anyways. They got... 
they got ordered to stop driving it. So they started driving with their self-driving car. And then it, it came out that they did not have the proper permit, which costs 150 bucks. Which makes sense because a lot of places don't even have laws for these things yet. Yes. And so then they said, no, we're not going to do that. But, it, oh, it looks like there's a new update now. California DMV disagrees with Uber's assessment. Oh, no, this is it. This is it. Um, they disagreed with their assessment that the cars don't fall within the state's definition of autonomous vehicles and thus don't need a permit to operate. I guess there's two people in the car, behind one behind the wheel and then some engineer. So Uber's argument was saying, no, it's not self-driving. We have people there. We don't need a permit. DMV obviously disagreed. I, I would think you'd need an additional permit for that. What you're describing isn't an autonomous vehicle, sure. It's a crash test. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Basically. Hi, would you like to get into our experimental vehicle? So, buckle up. And, and so they have to go through the $150 permit process, but Uber says, no, we're not doing that. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, Uber is notoriously cheap when it comes to paying anything, really. You go and check out, speaking of Reddit, their Uber driver subreddit. Drivers there do not like Uber because Uber does not take good care of their drivers i'm getting the distinct impression that uber exists solely to make money from nothing I it's think like so. they don't they don't want to spend anything but they really want to make money yeah yeah wouldn't it be nice if you if that's how the world worked if you could do that well sure i mean i'd be rich yeah oh we all would <laughs> we all um, would in other news it's been a bad week for torrents well kind of um, Australia has officially blocked uh, Solar Movie, Torrents, ISO Hunt, Torrent Hounds. Um, a lot of different torrent sites are finally blocked in Australia. Why does that matter? I honestly don't know because Australia's internet speed is such crap anyway. <laughs> you probably haven't been pirating. Actually, I do know why it's important. The, one of the major reasons it's important is because Australia takes forever to import things. A lot of media. Um, yes doesn't get there very quickly you have to do vpns you have to do all sorts of different back doors to try and stream media there if you want to order a video game you need to wait a few months for it to get in if you can get it in period exactly i mean uh rough will has gone back and forth uh lamenting it and then telling me how wrong i am about it but the fact of the matter is is that australia has some really 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 wonky uh entertainment laws that either postpone or just straight up block a lot of movies and tv shows so piracy is the only way they can get a lot of stuff which again sucks because their internet speed is just atrocious i think they're the only industrialized first world nation that has worse internet than us interesting so, belarus yeah. belarus has better internet than us wow belarus Wow. So, yeah, if you're an Aussie and you're torrenting, um, sorry. Mm-hmm. This, um, this is how the dark web gets created. It's stuff this like this. This is how this. we get ants. <laughs> yeah. Do you want ants? Because you're going to have ants. Um, now, I said it was kind of a bad week, kind of a good week, because Kick-Ass Torrents is back. Allegedly. I worry about this. You think it's a honeypot? I think it might be a honeypot. That was my first thought. 
Although I've been trying to get to the site for a few days just to check it out. I I keep getting that this site cannot be reached. So I don't know if they were taken down as quickly as they were as they were um I'm up. Put up. Really? I can't get to it. I wonder if I'm being blocked. Some of those measures that I've taken to protect my children. Yeah, no, I, I'm in. And it's showing me such awesome downloads as AI, artificial intelligence from 2001. Really? Um, no, thanks. No, no, thanks. I didn't like that movie. No, it wasn't very good. It was so sanctimonious. Yeah, pretty much. Last headline. And I'm not really sure if we should make a big deal of this or not. If you use Evernote and you make notes on things, those notes are now readable uh, to the Evernote staff. The CEO has said that this is for quality purposes, so they can look through them and make sure things are being done correctly. Um, I, I don't... There's two things that are a takeaway, and I'm paraphrasing because Droid Life, who's reporting on this, is paraphrasing. Basically, the response from the CEO says that a, Evernote needs to occasionally go through all your notes and all your things because they may need to comply with a warrant. Okay. The second one saying that they have machine learning that's going through all this stuff, and it really does require an employee to read through your notes and your content uh, to make sure that the machine learning is right in reading your stuff and improving. So... That second point, the first point you can argue left and right whether or not law enforcement has a right to it. Um, there are many different opinions on it, and I won't begin to tell you which one it is. But the second one I want to point out, because the second one is saying, we have a bot reading through all your stuff, but we don't know if it's reading it correctly. So we need a human to also read through your stuff to make sure the bot that's reading through your stuff is doing it right. I you, Wow, you just made my head hurt. <laughs> that's what they're saying yeah yeah that's that's so confusing and convoluted and they've people are not happy with evernote i haven't used evernote for a while i should probably just kill my account before they get hacked uh, indeed indeed because it will happen it will. um on to our favorites uh we have to hurry this up my favorite i'll make it simple rogue one Listen to our GGP episode. Dr. Squishy joins us to talk about it. It's just that good. It really is that good. And if Vox puts out one more stupid headline talking about the war in Star Wars, I'm going to scream. But at the same time, <laughs> it's kind of like Saving Private Ryan meets Star Wars. It's good. It is good. Uh, my favorite this week is an app that I've used for a while now, and I didn't really see the benefit to it until really this Christmas season. It's called Aftership. It's available on Android. I'm not sure if it's on iOS or not, uh, but they also have a web interface, and I have been spending a ton of money at on Amazon, and it's kind of nice to be able to have all of my shipments in one location with push notifications. And I know Amazon will do this, but you still got to dig a little bit. I can go in right now to my dashboard. I can see that in the last 30 days, 88% of my shipments have been delivered. 9% are in transit and it looks like 3% have expired. So um, that means that they were basically delivered without um, or not delivered. It's UP USPS. They suck. So, uh, but yeah, if you're if you're doing a lot of shipping, uh, aftership may be something that you want to check out. Or if you buy stuff from Amazon and you 
just want an easier way to track your shipments, check out AfterShip. That looks really cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, and, and that was not a paid advertisement, I should say. We should get them on as paid. All right, that is our episode this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, again, feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Have very happy holidays. Um, see Rogue One. And until next time, cheers. Okay. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Productions.